On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome to another massive edition of the Melbourne Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns have joined me. Sam Hargraves, in a week that the Storm have secured the minor premiership, so it is absolutely time to celebrate what's been a fantastic season for the Melbourne Storm. And, and Shandor Earl, you've brought a very special guest along. Who is this moustached man that you've brought into the studio, please? Yes, the great Mo Little Pappy. Introduce yourself. Yes, thanks for having me on, lads. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's first time in studio. You just brushed me a few weeks ago, so um, it's good to get in here. And uh, yeah, Apologies about the rudeness from uh, young Sam Hargraves. Mm. What, what's your week been like, uh, Ryan? How, how's it been? Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. No, okay, thank you, mate. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still funny. That sounds familiar. <laughs> still funny, though. Uh, <laughs> still, mate, gives us a chuckle. Uh, Ryan, it's great to have you here because that was a sensational win for the Storm, 36-6 to to wrap up the minor premiership. It's their third minor premiership for the Storm in four years. Incredible run of success. This was a, a really important game after what happened with Manly last time, the Golden Point, Daly Cherry Evans. And they looked on early, Manly, the big hit, that uh, Cameron Munster copped and, and just jumped straight back up from George Taufua. How important was this win? I love it when you uh, pronounce the Polynesian <laughs> That was right. Taufua. Taufua. Mate, we've actually Tafua. just seen on Instagram, he's made the House of Highlights page. Now, you wouldn't know that, being a uh, non-millennial, but uh, it's a 14 million subscriber, uh, follower, follower page. Big he's American just gone page. viral for getting absolutely belted in America. <laughs> I feel for him because obviously he's a gun and that's what he's going to be known for. But, wow, what a hit. Just Little to, Pappy just was to also, clarify, yes. it was Munster. You said to fool a smash Munster. Munster made it. To fool a smash Munster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Thanks. Pretty sure I said that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said to Fua. Can we dump that? Oh, um, let's go to the bunker. Anyway, I don't know. Can <laughs> little, we send that up? i got no try. Little Pappy also uh, copped a hit from George to Fua. He was on the end of one. I did, I did, but luckily it got overshadowed by uh, Munster's colossal hit as well. Mm. He probably loosened his shoulder up a bit for you, I reckon. Bit of yeah. whiplash. So. Um, Justin Olam, hat trick. He was fantastic. Uh, it was a very, very accomplished performance from the Storm who just looked on from the moment that first whistle went and it looked like a point to prove at Brookvale. Yeah, I think um, we sort of had that mentality to, to go there and um, just be really relentless. So I think we, we had a bit of a scare a few weeks ago against Canberra when we went up 18-0. Uh, it was the same situation. Manly scored, uh, made it 18-6. Uh, we went into half time and we addressed that that we need to be a bit better in the second half and um, close out this game. And luckily enough, the, the weather conditions sort of helped our style of game and we uh, ran away with it in the end. Sammy, you mentioned that we had a point to prove. I think that was really evident. The game prep was on, and coming off the last game, I think we wanted to go to Brookvale and really shake things up and put ourselves in a good position before the finals. And with the game, the rain probably played into our hand, but we just kicked, you know, found field position. The kicking was amazing. I think we had six repeat sets, and we just grinded them out. And as you said, Jazzy had a phenomenal performance. Mm. This battle for the centres, he's pretty much just put a stamp on it, saying there's no way you're getting me out of that, that centre no spot, Justin Olam. hat trick. Uh, phenomenal, and it's been a, a real interesting positional, I suppose, pl- spot to watch, hasn't it, for the season? Because the competition for that centre spot has been fierce all year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Curtis Scott, Chambers and Olam, they're all world-class centres now. You know, Olam's really put himself up there with one of the best centres in the form centre of the comp, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely got a um, tough choice coming into finals and, you know, whether 
you know, a lot of other clubs will probably be looking at that other centre who isn't playing to maybe poach them. Yeah, I think they both both bring sort of different game styles and um, that's pretty handy to have going into finals. You can sort of keep teams guessing and uh, choose a certain player for a certain team. But, yeah, Justin's playing outstanding at the moment and he's just uh, he's really come to life. And with Joshy outside him, they work really well together. Uh, you've been involved in your own positional battle all year, Ryan Pappenhausen. You and Jerome Hughes have sort of been in and out of that fullback position. It looks like you might have cemented it. You were very impressive too on the weekend. How's that been for you this year and how's that been for both you boys knowing that that's the competition for that spot's been pretty fierce. Yeah, we, I think we've worked really well together. Uh, it hasn't really been any bad feelings towards each other. It's sort of what's best for the side and what's going to work this week. So uh, luckily enough, the past few weeks, I've got the opportunity to play fullback and Hughes has done a brilliant job in the halves. So uh, we just got to work in our combinations. But as I said, we're, we're both happy to play our role for the team at the moment. If you haven't already, also the hat-trick hero, uh, if you're listening, if you want to hear his story or journey, just head to Fuel by Fire, podcast available on Apple and Spotify. Thank you. Oh, Great plug. Wow. Is that, is that that's the only one? That's the only plug for the night? Well, yeah, it does say in segment two that we do a Fuel by Fire yeah, we'll update. We'll be discussing will, this week's episode as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we're a bit tight on time, I reckon. We just, I think yeah, that's we'll done. That yeah, up, so we tick yeah. that box. No, well done, everybody. Fuel by Fire. Um, that's two now, so you've probably got yeah. overs. <laughs> wow. Um, well, let's have a chat about this pretty ugly incident, which we never want to see, is whatever happened that was in the tunnel with Will Chambers when he had been involved in some pretty fierce altercations himself, uh, a couple of big hits. So everybody quite pumped up. The emotions are running high at Brookvale. He gets binned. As he's going off, there was somebody reaching very mm. close to him with phone in hand, and allegedly there was an attempt to have a swing at him. The police are still investigating that, and the NRL is still investigating that. But this is a really ugly incident, well handled, by the way, by both coaches in Craig Bellamy uh, and Des Hasler in the press conferences afterwards. But this is a really unseemly style incident, and for people like this, I just don't think they've got any place in sport. How was it for you guys, uh, and what's the response been and, and the reaction like on the night and, and now since? I was actually speaking to a mate. So a mate's mate of mine is actually a good friend of his. So what? he's a, yeah, he's a bit of a... So hang on, what? your mate's with the guy? No, not with the guy oh, okay. himself, yeah, but mate. a mate. You sound very surprised. <laughs> middleman, middleman. But he's uh, he's a bit of a local legend, like lives for his footy and manly, a lifelong supporter. So I think he's pretty devastated about it all and looking at possibly facing not being able to go to another NRL game. But if you look at it, he was trying to take a photo. He's sort of shadow boxing half in and out. The, the reality is at a, at a stadium like Brookvale... There's too much access, and he shouldn't have gotten that close, and what he did was inappropriate, and he, he crossed that sort of line. But um, as you said, I think Will handled it unbelievably, and that's the sort of thing that you probably don't want to see in the NRL are going to have to take action for to just stop that sort of stuff happening in the future. I reckon we should almost be doing a, a litmus test on fans sometimes because we want passionate fans. We want parochial fans. But if you were asked a question, uh, tick A or B, if you saw two players having an altercation on the field, do you A, just sit and watch because that's your job as a fan, to sit and watch, or B, do you go and try to get yourself involved in said fracker? Uh, if you tick answer B, then you're done because you clearly don't have the mental capacity to be a fan at football if that's your relationship with the game that you think you need to insert yourself. You are an, an out-and-out fool. Uh, I don't think the fans are going to, even if they were going to do it, I don't think they're going to publicly tick B, Sam, because well, they know what will happen. This bloke seemed that dumb to me that he probably would. Um, hey, that's Shandor's mate. There. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's, sorry, buddy. Ryan, how was it for you guys who were playing in that game, and how was Will after it? Yeah, I think Will handled it really well, as we touched on there. Um, the good thing, well, I guess the good thing out of it was Desi came into the sheds afterwards and apologised on Manly's behalf. Really? Um, so it was good to see that. Um, but... What was really disappointing was we, after a win, we usually do a lap of honour. Um, and just because it was a sort of bit of a 
ugly situation. We weren't able to do that this week. So um, we all got ushered into the shed straight after the game, which is unfortunate, especially for the uh, Melbourne fans that travelled up to Sydney. But, uh, yeah, what you said before, like we all we want the crowd to get around and make sure there's that rivalry still, but it's just where's that line and um, if you're going to cross it, then should you be able to attend any more NRL games? It reminds me of something last week, Sammy. There was, uh, and you know, you've, you look at the battles between Melbourne and Manly in particular, and they've had the, you know, the all-in brawl a couple of years ago. It was benches, it was staff, everything. But mm. last week, Manly played Raiders and Fanua Blake come off at the end of the game and he was sort of doing a bit of a whinging or yeah, you know, like a crying face. And yep. the reality is he would have been sprayed by the Raiders fans in that section for about 20 minutes. And if that's what he gives back, you know, adding a bit of his own character and a bit of theatrics to it all, yep. that's okay. But what we're talking about is trying to get too close or basically a- attempt to attack a player. That's crossing the line. And as Pap said, it ruins it for everyone because then we can't interact with the fans and that's what everyone wants. And that's what we should be working towards. Absolutely. And Cooper, that would be the, the worst case scenario in this that, you guys as players go, oh, I'm not so keen to stop now on the way to the bar or something like that. Yeah, I don't think the last thing we want is, you know, kids or, you know, super fans that really want us to sign something or, you know, take photos. We don't want us to be ushered out by security straight to buses because of this, you know, I guess this risk now that, you know, of risk of getting punched or attacked. So it's a, sh- it, you know, it's a big shame that someone, you know, like that has sort of made their security hazard a bit more aware, but I don't think they're going to be able to – I don't think they'll take – I hope they don't take that access away from it. Oh, guys, we've just had game. a live text message, and this actually is funny because it'll uh, really explain the angst Sam's, Sam's had with live football. Uh, this comes from George from Granville. I kicked a footy at Sam's head when we were about seven at an AFL game. That's why he hates live football. That's oh, very wow. interesting. And it hit, and I it, knew and there it, was something hit, underlying. And it hit his two payoff. Wow, know. what were you wearing a toupee? I knew there was something underlying. There was a childhood the issue, and that's why he hates it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, just when, Thanks, I was, George. Uh, when I was playing, uh, unfortunately, the crowd used to try and get involved with me, but that was really just to say, get off the ground. You, you're, you're awful. Um, <laughs> oh, George Taufuert said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let that be who it was texting in. Interesting that you've got your own text line, Shandle. Yeah, um, hey, boys, we'll come back. We want to speak about week one of the finals after this. The Knights have got a new coach. There's talk of a second team in Brisbane. We'll give you the details on who Storm will probably going to play in the first week of the finals in a couple of weeks as well, and just get your view on how that top eight's going to be shaped. So plenty more still to come on the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Cooper John, special guest Ryan Pappenhausen. Stay tuned. More Storm Hour after this. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome back to the Melbourne Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Cooper John, Sam Hargroves joined in the studio by a very special guest, a man that we absolutely brutalised when he rang in the other day and just basically hung up on him and he's been good enough to join us and we turned his mic off straight away. Uh, please introduce our special guest uh, with full name. The big mo, the little pappy, Ryan Pubenschmausen Pappenhausen. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, uh, Welcome to you. It's great to have you in the studio. Hey, Cam Smith, uh, we know an absolute, one of the game's greatest ever, probably a future immortal, absolutely will be a future immortal. He's just on the brink of making another little piece of, uh, of history. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's just about to crack the 200 points for the season. So it's a, that's a pretty mean feat in uh, any sport, really. But uh, in rugby league especially, um, he's, yeah, he's 
goal kicking percentage is still, I think it's the best of his career so far. So he's definitely, he hasn't dropped off that in, in that regard, but um, it's good to see him be able to cross the line for a few tries this season as well. They did a thing this week, Sam, with, I think it was on Fox or NRL Instagram page, and they basically showed the ladder if every team had kicked every goal. There were some significant changes. Melbourne Storm was still at the top, and as, as uh, Pappy said, He's at 81%, so it's a phenomenal effort, and it's um, it's you know, nice to have someone like that kicking it's, goals for you. It's funny how he was never – he was he reckons he was never a kicker. He only kicked because Matt Alford, you know, moved on, and he there was no one else to kick. That's crazy. And the same thing with Matt Guy. Matt Guy kicked the 1999, um, you know, goal to win the game from in front. You know, you know, toe poked it over. He um, Chris Anderson asked him – he wasn't in the starting side. He said – Look, we need, we might play on the wing because this year because we don't have a goal kicker. Can you goal kick? And he said, Yeah, I've been goal kicking my whole career. Never goal kicked before. <laughs> just practiced all preseason. That's just don't That's, you? That sounds like Sammy's interview for when he rocked up to SEN. <laughs> don't you sort of hate? <laughs> Mate, I've hosted heaps of shows. <laughs> yeah, I would have been a bit different. Oh, of course I can kick. Um, don't you hate those people? Just naturally good at everything. Uh, no, he's a legend, Cam Smith. I don't know if you saw an article written in the Herald Sun this week by Mark Robinson, who's actually the chief AFL writer. But he loves all his sport. He he wrote a great article about he, that he can't understand the level of vitriol and the animosity that comes towards Cam Smith from sections of the Sydney media and from the Sydney-based rugby league clubs. What what is that about? Like, why does that happen? Why is a guy who's absolutely going to be one of the greatest that's ever played when it's all said and done? He will be an immortal. Why is he treated this way by, by Sydney media? Yeah, it's crazy. The leadership group had a uh, NRL media day the other week, and I posed the question to the Melbourne media that were in attendance, and I sort of said, now control for a lack of a better word, but Mel- the AFL determine and have some clear guidelines over the media and how they write. They, they generally don't bring down the game, do you know what I mean? But I feel like there is mm. an agenda with the Sydney media. They have too much control, too much say, and essentially when, when we're trying to build the game, they should be able to determine what should be said and what can't be said. And the journalists that are just out to get people, I don't know if they you know, should really be celebrated. And Cameron Smith, he's the greatest, pretty much the greatest player of all time. And we're focusing on he talks to the refs too much or he has too much control over the game. Good on him. He's a great captain. But, yeah, it is disappointing, like you said. Yeah, I, I agree with Shandor. Being a Sydney sider myself, um, a big New South Wales fan, seeing Cameron dominate for so many years, it's yep. sort of, you sort of build an agenda to not like him. But... Uh, I, I tell everyone when I go back to Sydney, he is one of the most genuine uh, guys you'll ever meet. He is so willing to help you, so willing to help you improve your game and so willing to help everyone just in their everyday life. And I go back and tell people that and they're really surprised. So, yeah, the Sydney, Sydney media sort of paint this picture, but uh, when you actually get to interact with him, he is, yeah, dead set one of the best blokes. It doesn't seem like it phases him too much too. He sort of just cops it on the chin pretty well. So, you know, good on you, Cameron. Oh, much respect from the Storm. To me, the people that matter... The, the people that you actually want to listen to in in Sydney, you know, like uh, an Andrew Johns, would would be nothing but praise for Cam Smith. But it's it's the people who have this, I suppose, this tall poppy syndrome that hate the fact that the power base of the NRL is no longer in Sydney. It's actually in Melbourne because the Storm are the dominant force, and they can't stand that. So anything they can try and do, th- these people shouldn't be listened to because they've clearly got a bias. Uh, they've clearly got uh, an agenda. And to me, those people aren't worth listening to because they don't do anything to actually uh, levitate the game, to rise, raise the game up. Um, they're no, they're dribbles. So take, yeah, and that's my point in terms of the media. Take that power away from it. For me, it never seemed like rocket science, and I feel like that's done really well down in Melbourne. And there is an understanding and a, a general direction that they want 
they want to build the players. They want to build the game down here. And that's something that I feel like is lacking in Sydney. And unfortunately, Cameron Smith on the back of success and playing in a Melbourne club cops the brunt of it. Yeah, I don't understand the want to eat your own, especially people of that calibre. Do, hey, do, do fans of different clubs want to hear that, though? Is that what well, like, they it start to back to? Unfortunately, sometimes fans start to buy in to the 100%. narrative. And then they start to say, look, I've spoken to a couple of store media managers over time who have said you should hear some of the horrible things that get said to him over the fence. Look, yeah. just mind-blowingly obscene, mm. uh, nasty, vitriolic mm. for a guy that is the captain of the – well, was the captain of the country. Mm. Look, yeah. this, this guy has led the country in the green and gold, and that's what people say to him. Uh, anyway, I think he's incredible not to let it phase him. Um, Week one of the finals, uh, the last home game of the round is this Friday, Amy Park against the Cowboys. So we want everyone to get along for that, celebrate that minor premiership. Week one of the finals, either Friday or Saturday, NRL are going to advise the date and times on Friday of this week, but looking like South Sydney as the first opponent, that's going to be a cracking first up game for finals. That's a good test early. It's mm. unbelievable. Yeah. And if it's anything to go off last year and it re- you know reflects that game, I think it was a... Uh, a one-point win, so that would yep. be pretty cool to uh, kick that back off. And Tigers-Sharks uh, this week playing for a final spot. That's also a very interesting game. Well, Cooper, that's going to determine eight spots. So Tigers v Sharks, Leichhardt Oval, the winner of that gets that final spot in the top eight. That's going to be huge. And is there going to be a do-it-for-Gal factor, a do-it-for-Paul-Gallon factor yes. for the Sharks? I think that'll definitely be the theme of the week for the Sharks. You know, he has had a horrible record with his milestone games, his debut and every single milestone game, 50th, 100th, through to 300th, he's lost. So, especially And his last game at home last week, lost. So hopefully uh, hopefully we send Gal out. You know, Sharks sent him out on a good note. I saw Ricky Stewart the other day, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. He was actually crying about Paul Gallon. Um, is, tears. Is and I actually, as well? I actually like thought Kevin? that he was just crying because he knew Paul Gallon. But apparently they're friends. Yeah, I think he, uh, he may have coached him along the way. So, um, yeah, was, I think he coached him and... Must have been good friends from there. I think Sheen has yep. got a bit more on that. <laughs> on who? Gallon. Gallon well, just Ricky. the Ricky Stewart. Hey, just, are you mates with Ricky like as close as you and Kevin? Haven't Walters? met. I've spoken to Ricky on the phone. I think when I was but producing no messages a show on Brisbane. Facebook. No, no messages. Facebook messages. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I appreciate right. the support. Yeah. Um, no, and isn't it ironic that I've been saying treat Cameron Smith with respect, and I've just been a complete <laughs> smartass about Paul Gallon. No, we wish Paul all the best. He's been a great servant of the game as well. Um, Quick question. You're a, uh, well, you, your bloodlines run very deep in Newcastle, uh, Cooper Johns. Yeah. They've got themselves a new coach. They got rid of Nathan Brown. They said he wasn't the right man to take them to where they needed to be. So they've appointed a guy, uh, Adam O'Brien, who's yet to actually coach a, a first grade um, rugby league game. So this is a, a big mm. appointment given what they said they needed, um, an untried coach at this level. But he's got some good, um, he's done a good apprenticeship from what I understand uh, with the Melbourne Storm, Shandor. Yes, and, uh, you know, speaking of agendas, Cooper seems to be talking about this quite a lot. I don't know if he's chasing another John's error at Newcastle off the back of uh, Adam O'Brien. Wow. I don't know what the word is, but being being recruited for to be coached. But I'm very excited yeah, about this. He's been with two great clubs in Melbourne and the Roosters, and if he can bring any of that to the Newcastle Knights, I think as an outsider, never never really playing for the Knights or being there, but you just know that it's such a proud rugby league place. So if they can bring back, uh, you know, a bit of a legacy to the club and some good recruitment, I'm I'm really excited to see how Adam goes. Mm. I'm keen to see who he gets in as assistants and people around him. Um, who are really, I think the main thing is he needs to get someone that knows the Newcastle town, the Newcastle fans really well because the fans pretty well run that that club. Like they're, they're the most passionate fans I've ever seen in my life. So 
They want to start. You know, the, we, we get it. You, yeah, we can Newcastle. see what's happening here. I just love them. <laughs> it's, it's a shame it's, given it's you've just joined. Package. It's just a shame given you've just joined the, the squad of 30 for the Storm that you're just so keen to. T- when did I say I was keen? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just... bring Joey along as half's coach. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can get Matthew to do all, MC all our events. Um, no, it's going to be fascinating to see how that turns out. You never like to see coaches finished up mid-season. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen might start with you on this one. Interesting to see Channel 9 say that, and, and the story come out, that they believe that Channel 9 are keen to get a second team in Brisbane ASAP. But to do that, a Sydney team has to go. Ryan Pappenhausen, which Sydney team has to go? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Let's do it. Let's do it. I reckon he'd say the Tigers. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I think We don't want to put a target on the guys back. Yeah. Next time. I, I think the whole idea of another Brisbane side's good, but um, I thought there was a bit of talk about a Perth side a few weeks ago, so it's funny how they keep changing their idea on that. You get the feeling that this will trump that. This will absolutely supersede. Brisbane, it's the, you know, there's there's two main states that where rugby league is central. Uh, Queensland's one of them, and there's only one team in that capital city, and there's, is it eight or nine in Sydney? Mm. Yeah. For me, what's the catalyst for growth, though? Because we've got some shrugs, uh, clubs that are struggling. Mm. Not, I'm not talking about just their football performance. I'm talking about financially, so... Uh, I'd love to know what their triggers are for actually including a new team and if it's actually feasible. Do we need to take one away to include another one? I don't know, but I'm definitely all for more clubs. And as you said, if, if Sydney can hold six, seven, eight, then why can't Brisbane hold two? Do they need, here's one, do they need an even number of teams? Because we've got 16 at the moment, they've got 17. That means one has a buy every week. Is that a possibility? Uh, I don't. But I don't think that. I we reckon the only reason round. why you might not be able to do that is because you've got so many buys. In, 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 that's the way Origin's going now. That there's going to be buys through Origin. So if you had another buy that had to come in, yeah. I think yeah. that would complicate it think, a little bit. But is, a... is this would this be something, Ryan? And and ask you boys. This year the Broncos haven't had a great season uh, in and around the eight, but their numbers are down a little bit. They haven't been able to dominate or, or keep themselves in the top of mind for people. The Brisbane Lions, from an AFL point of view, have finished second on the ladder. They're selling out the Gabba again. I wonder whether just having a look at the landscape this year has them saying, I'll tell you what, if the Broncos have a down year, which we're not really used to seeing, then we don't really get much. We're, not, we're struggling for coverage in that area. So if you have two teams in Brisbane, mm. there's always something to talk about. There's always rugby league every single week at Suncorp. Great you point. keep yourself top of mind. Do you reckon that might be part of the thinking? Yeah, well, possibly. I think the... Um I think the the reason Brisbane are sort of not doing as well as they were expected to this year, they've just changed coaches. Mm. So mm. I think when you when you have a coach and they bring their own roster and you throw another coach in the mix, who's to say that they, they're happy with that roster that they've got there? You know, and so it's a hard transition, but mm. um I do think it'd be good for the game having two Brisbane sides. It's just yeah, whether or not you, you get rid of a Sydney one or do you bring in an extra one in a different area so have eighteen. But uh there has been talk from the players' behalf that we want less games in a year, just because of all the rep rep stuff going on, especially post-season, it's, uh, it's pretty demanding on the body. So you sort of have to weigh all that up as well. Speaking of gigs, it sounds like you're chasing an MC gig up at the Broncos. Yeah, plugging them. Why would I be... Have fun at the I Broncos hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and Kevin Walters, best mates. <laughs> well, I don't think Kevy spends a whole lot of time around the Broncos Kevy's a shoe in for the coach for the new Brizzy team, isn't he? Oh, he'd have to be. It, that's a smart move if you were going to do anything. You, oh, would, you would get imagine some... The t- imagine the text on Facebook between you two. <laughs> oh, so it be a lot of support. A lot of support between Kevin and myself. He's a good man. Hey, um, we've got a special guest joining us. Another one. Um, we're going to give all the updates on Intrust Super Cup, where the Sunny Coast Lightning are, NRL Victoria, before the end of the show. Um, but up next, a man who started the Storm Hour. 
He actually did the first ever show of the Storm Hour. Cooper Johns got him booted, and he got, took it that badly that he actually left the club. Um, that's the wow. story we're telling anyway. Scott Drinkwater, uh, who is now the Cowboys fullback, uh, and a good friend of this show is going to join us next on the Storm Hour because the Storm take on the Cowboys this week. So good to chat to Scott Drinkwater next on the Melbourne Storm Hour. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome back to the Storm Hour, one 736 We've got tickets to give away to the Storm's final home game of the year. It's actually against the Cowboys. Shandor Royal, Cooper Johns, Ryan Pappenhausen here, Sam Hargraves as well. This man, Shandor, started the Storm yes. Hour this year. I believe he did the first ever episode, which might have even been a solo show. Mm. So he picked up the can and he carried it. Unfortunately, and he did a show with you, and yes. then all of a sudden, Cooper Johns um, white handed him. Unbelievable. And he took it that badly that he actually left the Melbourne Storm. Uh, that's the story we're going with anyway, which is how much of that is true? Uh, quite a lot. I, I do know that uh, the solo show was a bit of a slow start, but then the episode he did with me, uh, huge ratings. So. Yeah, but then the episode when I come in was outstanding and the, the response from the public Off and the, the back fans of your father. so good. Well, the result, <laughs> the result of which is that Melbourne Storm player 191, Scott Drinkwater actually left the Storm and is now the fullback for the Cowboys, but we still love him. And he's been good enough to jump on the phone ahead of the Storm taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Drinky, hello to you. Is any of that story true? Is that why you left the Storm? Because Cooper Johns took your spot on the Storm hour? Well, about 50% is true, I reckon. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> Cooper, is there anything you'd like to say to Scott Drinkwater? Uh, no, I've got some questions lined up for him that I'm sure will shock him. So let's just get straight into those questions. Shandor, starting with oh, you. There was a bit of an agenda, Scotty. Apparently he took your top 30 position, so he was uh, really pushing pushing to take over the radio. So very interesting there. Scotty. Uh, no body, mate, no crime. <laughs> we are stoked to see you doing well at the uh, at the Cowboys, mate. It's been uh, unbelievable, right? All the boys tune in each week to watch you. Talk to us about uh, some of the major differences and how you've settled in up in uh, Townsville. Um, first, probably the first one is the weather. Yeah. Uh, I had to get used to seeing the sun in winter again. Um, I a bit there, but uh, probably the difference is, you no, know, it probably isn't much, just that I get to live the lifestyle that I probably was more used to growing up, you know, around the beaches and, as I said, the sun. So that way it's been pretty good. Um, but, yeah, definitely do miss the boys down in Melbourne. So that's been a bit, that was probably the toughest, toughest challenge. Hey, um, Drinky, with this weekend, it must be a bit weird coming up against uh, the old side. Uh, who do you think, you know, you know a lot about the systems and everything. Who's the biggest threat this week for you guys? For us, oh, it has to be Cameron Smith. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Justin Olin, bloody down to rib cage. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be calling out the back on his side. Now, now on the other end of the scale, who's someone that you're going to target? Who's the worst player on the side this week? <laughs> I'm going after my roomie Brendan Smith when he gets on. Yes. Good. <laughs> and drinky uh, Paps here. Um, just wanted to ask, what what have you taken from the storm that um, you've sort of put into the Cowboy system or Cowboy side? What What's your biggest sort of learning curve out of the storm that you're putting into your game at the moment? Um, probably, not probably from, from the storm, more from like Billy just being... You know, an effort type, effort area player, trying to yep. get the ball in the pool, bringing the ball back hard and uh, making sure the defensive line is always set with the correct numbers. That's something Billy was pretty big on. So, yeah, yeah probably uh, probably that type of stuff. 
Sam's got a question for you too. He's just hesitant. Sorry. No. He doesn't watch a lot of rugby league. Well, I do. I like to watch a lot. I'm a big Storm fan, as we all know. Just talk to about the the Cowboys organisation, Scotty. It's another one that I think a lot of people have a fair bit of respect for. It hasn't been a great season for you so far, but, you know, the Premiership not that long ago, 2016, they're a fantastic organisation. And I suppose being in a smaller town, you guys are sort of you know, heroes within Townsville. What's that been like, the difference between going from, you know, Melbourne, Melbourne Storm to a place where you guys, are, you know, would walk down the street and sort of be mobbed wherever you went? Um, yeah, I'll correct you there. It was 2015 at 2016. There it is. Scotty, I knew there was a reason why we got <laughs> rid of you on this show. That's no. the Sammy we know. No, thank you. I appreciate um, it. It was 2015. No, nah, it's all right. Eh? I get free haircuts. I don't mind. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the the no, the community is pretty um you know they're not never never negative towards you know any of the players no no has been a tough you know two years for the club so um you know the support from the north queensland is not just townsville but you know they come from all over north queensland to every week to support us so you know they're it's a tremendous uh town and yeah just the organization it's you know it's been one of the powerhouse clubs for the past six seven years along with the melbourne storm so um yeah, it's a lot of very professional. It's got great leaders and, you know, the coach has, you know, been the two grand finals since in five years. So, you know, he's a great coach, just like, just like Belza. So, um, yeah, not much, too, not too much change from a professional um, sort of way. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, Scotty, it's been good to catch up with you again. We appreciate you opening the bowling as you did at the start of this year for the Storm Hour. It's great to see how well things are going for you at the Cowboys. I hope that you uh, enjoy the moment this uh, this weekend, this Friday night, taking on the boys again. And, and hopefully there's a good bit of banter out on the field and maybe you can stitch up your old house, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. See you, Friday. See you, Scott. See you, boys. Bye, Scott. Scotty Drinkwater, what a good bloke considering all the things that Cooper Johns did to him. I think he's handled that really well. I mean, how good. He has to go up to Townsville to get free haircuts. You get free haircuts all the time. <laughs> I do them myself. Yeah, exactly. You're bald. Just, um, I'm aware. I do that. I use a razor, and that's uh, that's what this is. Wouldn't you believe what timing? We've just got a live text message that's come in again, and they've basically said this is uh, Fiona from Frankston. Uh, she said, yeah, sorry, it's a text message. She's actually said that, can we just scrap Sam Hargraves and get <laughs> Ryan Pappy as the host? Wow. Wow, maybe in the next segment we could do that. All right, fine. All right, that's that, 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 if that's what you want, be careful what you wish for. Ryan Pappenhausen's here on the Storm Hour. When we come back, he will be hosting and we'll be doing through uh, the Interest uh, Super Cup update. We'll find out where the Sunny Coast Lightning are at, the NRL Victoria as well, and we'll be doing T-Bone of the Week. I'm fairly sure I know where mine's going. send it to the ad break. There's a new host in town. All right, fine. After this on the Melbourne Storm Hour, I'll take a back seat. Ryan Pappenhausen will be in the host chair. Storm Hour on SEN. The Melbourne Storm Hour on SEN. Catch up with Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns as they bring us the latest from inside Melbourne's own NRL team. Tonight on 1116 SEN. We are the Storm and we're number one. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Uh, welcome back to the Storm Hour. Uh, it's Ryan Pappenhausen taking over from Sam Hargraves. We've got uh, Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns in the studio, as always. Um, we're going to just touch on the, the Interest Super Cup that's just gone down, uh, running into finals this week. 
uh, the Falcons minor premiers as well. So uh, they get a home final against Townsville. Lads, uh, any uh, update on how you boys are travelling? Uh, mate, travelling good on the week. We had a uh, slow start to the game on the weekend. We come back with a draw, but, um, you know, it's definitely something that will open our eyes and hopefully we can, you know, really build a really good final series, something special. Yeah, it was a tough game. I mean, Ipswich, uh, they're, they're a strange team for those who haven't seen much of the Q Cup. The Walker brothers coach them, and they throw the ball around, offloads every. They'll run backwards if they can to gain an advantage. So it was a little bit different for a, a well-drilled sunny coast team with a lot of players out. But as uh, Cooper said, we came back. Uh, Cooper kicked a goal to keep us in contention. I cherry picked a try. Probably could have had three more if uh, Coops had a kicked it to me. But uh, at the end of the day, we finished with the draw. Worry, and we're he into he the let finals. me know about it too. He kept screaming, "Just give me the ball, mate." Big <laughs> quiet. Be quiet out there, the Falcons are flying. Then in that regard, and uh, the other. Uh, NRL feeder team, the East Tigers, through to the finals as well. They scraped in on the back of seven losses in a row, which is pretty mm. rare. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. They face the North Devils, so that'll be a tough one yeah. for them. Let's not talk too much about them. What, what else <laughs> we got on our <laughs> uh, We've got the uh, NRL Victoria this Saturday at Werribee. Um, so the A-grade men's decider is Truganina Rabbitohs against the Altona mm. Roosters. Wow. Who started the season 0-5. There you go. And beat the Werribee Bears in the prelim. Uh, what a great, a, what a great strong club! And the Werribee Bears, one of the good clubs, one of the great clubs. Eh, might be a little good luck charm for the East if they've come back from that uh, that number. Werribee Bears are good. I went, I went out to visit them in the uh, in our back to your club day, and the Truganina Rabbitohs. So that should be good. A repeat of the major final won by the Bears. There yes. you go, Sam. Ooh, you probably know all about that. You're an avid uh, follower of all rugby league. We'll let you can speak now. Oh, I'm, I'm back in now. No, no, yeah, no, just, sweet. Thanks, oh, just a little, just a little <laughs> just comment. Just an opinion. Yep, sweet. Thanks, Sam. Uh, next, just, Yes or no? Yes or no? Um, and also the Sunshine Coast Lightning, the our, uh, our wow. netball side flying at the moment. They've uh, just won on the weekend, so they moved to the grand final, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, the grand final. Um, yeah, after beating the Swifts in a major semi. So, uh, hey, they're going for the three-peat. Three they're going for three in a row. Three-peat. How good, how good was the game on the weekend, Channel? Unbelievable, mate. We, went, we uh, took a few of the Sunshine Coast Falcons boys when we were up there. And, uh, you know, a very dominant display from the Lightning. They the footwork, the yeah. game awareness, the shooting, the camaraderie. Laws was on fire too. Good old Laws. Laura Langer, Lang- Great friend of the f- show. She listens in. So. Oh, beautiful. Oh, sorry, I'm, I don't know why I'm looking at you, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. Look at me in words. Words. I don't know why I'm looking at you. Sorry, so we've actually just got another live text message, which is uh-huh. uh, it's, it's from uh, Wayne from Werribee, and he said... Uh, this is now more uncomfortable than ever. We can hear Sam heavy breathing into the microphone. <laughs> Should we get yeah. him back in, boys? Yeah. We'll Let him not. do what he does. Just, just just like, it's only fitting that he can come introduce the T-Bones because he is one. Uh, great to work from Ryan Pappenhausen. Let's give great that man work, a round of applause. We he, had the cheer uh, button? He did a very, very good job. Uh, yeah, we can uh, do a little cheer there. I'll just get that going. Is it like there little children? Like, eh. Um, yeah, I hope it doesn't sound if like that. <laughs> There we go. Uh, if I'd well have known we had access to that this whole <laughs> season, mate, that would have Fifteen got... weeks later, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what was that, Chandler? Did you want something? <laughs> What's his fuel by fire? <laughs> <laughs> There's an actual soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a soundboard. This is a joke. Uh, yeah. No, you're right, Cooper. Uh, right. So the official beer of the Melbourne Storm, Brick Lane Brewing Company, have decided it's only fair to give the Storm the recognition it deserves by introducing the limited edition Melbourne Storm 2019 can. How about that? That's awesome. awesome. This is very exciting. Born and brewed in Melbourne at Billy Slater's own Brick Lane Brewing Co. He's got his hands everywhere, Billy Slater. Fingers in pies. 
Uh, the cans are now on sale at the Tap House and from selected great bottle shops across Vic and Queensland because Storm, are, you know, the unofficial fourth Queensland mm. side as well. Much loved up in Queensland, the Melbourne Storm. But how good's that? The Melbourne Head, Storm's got its own beer. 100%. Head down to the tunnel after the game and little Pappy's actually going to be waiting around to sign all beer cans. Please hand it to him. Don't throw them. We don't want another incident. Uh, I don't know no, about that We one. don't. <laughs> we don't. And uh, if no one's looking, he will shotgun. No, he won't. Please drink responsibly. Uh, But that is fantastic. Brick Lane Brewing Co. Uh, Check it out on their website. Go to the Melbourne Storm website as well if you want to know where you can find them. That um, that is a great initiative Mm. and will be very enjoyable come finals time. Good old Brick Lane. Who doesn't like a good old beer? Well, don't. What do you mean a good old beer? Like a a, like a an aged beer? Just a good old beer. Just something that you know. You get home from a hard day's work and you, uh, you sit back in the recliner chair, put the feet up, and just say. Pass me the old frothy. Brick Lane Brewing Co. <laughs> Melbourne's beer. I could do an ad for them, I reckon. <laughs> Sounds like we sort of just did. Um, righto. So this is our favourite time of the week, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to nominate someone for a T-bone of the week, I've got double passes for the Storm uh, taking on the Cowboys in Amy Park this Friday. So if you've got a T-bone that you'd like to nominate, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for the T-bone of the week, uh, who would like to get the ball rolling? Ryan, you're our special guest. Come Have you got on, a T-bone for us? Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. For those who don't know what a T-bone oh, is. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Have you. we got the soundbite over there? Or? Okay, so take it away, Chandelreel. Why do we give away the T-bone of the week award? Great friend of the show, Cameron Munster. Uh, he lived with a couple of the boys. They decided to nickname themselves the Porterhouse. Why not go and commemorate it with a tattoo? So they did. Unfortunately, Cameron Munster got a tattoo of a T-bone steak. What an idiot. Therefore, we like to celebrate Idiot of the Week Award. Add the cheer button now. Q. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, little Pappy Pappenhausen, kick us off. Yes, I'll start us off. Uh, our recent away trip to Manly. Uh, oh, it's Coop's little mate, Harry Grant, actually, is my T-bone of the week. Good. Uh, it was about four degrees in Manly, and uh, he decided that it'd be a good idea to go for a swim. Uh, wow. I'm not sure if it's a routine or he was just trying to show off, but uh, that's my T-bone because four degrees going into the water, I don't think that's Did, it, did it look cold when he got out? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, nice work, Sam. Thank you, Cooper. Have you got a T-bone for us? Uh, I'm actually going to pass it over to Shando. I want him to, to go before me. Yeah, no worries. Uh, it's it's a hard act to follow. I, I'll let you know. But uh, for me, it's the great Sam Hargraves. <laughs> oh, something different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the apprentice to our great show here. Uh, I've got a little daily double for you. He's rocked in this morning with a brand new raw hide satchel from uh, a... Port and hide. Port and hide, sorry. Yeah. Uh, from Brisbane. a company in Brisbane. And mm. apparently he gets the hookups because he's a well-known degrade celebrity in Brisbane. Never said uh, that. It's a custom-made satchel, and, you know, it's it's not one of my preferences. And for all our fans out there, you would agree it's a T-bone. Followed by, we walked into the office today, and a uh, an employee here at the uh, Croc Media decided to remind Sam that he'd left his pink scarf in the commentary <laughs> box at one of the games, which is quite it embarrassing. Was, so it uh, wasn't pink. Between the scarf and your custom satchel, mate, you're doing it tough this week. Medium rare, T-bone. Oh, wow. Uh, can I just say that the... The satchel. It's a it's a, uh, a, a messenger plug. bag. It's a messenger bag that goes on my motorbike. Yeah. So they've developed a custom frame for it that that hooks on, and then the bag sits in and and latches on to the frame, and then I can take it off and put it back on as I like. The very good people at Port and Hyde have been very nice to send me that, and it is a beautiful leather number. 
And I the think best it looks... result is it, it actually falls off the back of the bike. It doesn't fall <laughs> off the back of the bike, and it was a grey scarf, not a pink scarf, but yet it still was a scarf. Uh, Cooper, are you going or am I going? Uh, well, it seems like it's all about you right now, so oh, you go. <laughs> I don't ask for this. Yes, you did. But you, you asked him to say you it. You backed me into a corner week in, week out. <laughs> Bullying has been come to mind and HR are onto it. So it's a little bit more serious, so let's go one more knock around. My okay, video. well, speaking of motorbikes, um, which Shandor does not have, I was looking at Instagram uh, the other day and I was just saw Shandor Earl's story come about and he's got a little selfie with him at a major intersection in Melbourne and then there's one of him walking along with a can of fuel. Um, and I'm thinking, what's, what's, what's happening here? Oh, Shandor, who drives a pearl white scooter, <laughs> uh, had run out of fuel and it was uh, on the side of the road, traffic banked up and instead of getting out of the way and letting people get on with their day, you're taking selfies, taking up. Instagram stories. One, how does a grown man, how does an adult run out of fuel when there's clearly a gauge there that will show you how much fuel is left, and then instead of getting up and about, instead of getting on with it very quickly, you actually hold up traffic for a good, it looked like an hour to me. So for being on a scooter, one, running out of fuel, two, and ruining people's day three, Shandor, you are a T-bone. Oh, wow, you self-tiered your T-bone, that one. What was going on there, please? Hang on. Mate, uh, I mean, it, it it happens, you know. It's it's the same way. I don't know. <laughs> I was rattled. I stopped at the intersection. I did take it off the road, mind you, before I started getting the selfies. Mm. But you know, how does it happen? I don't know. How does a how does a middle aged man lose their hair? It's God's will. Yeah. How does rain? <laughs> how does rain happen? Exactly. We'll never know. Anyway, talking about <laughs> rain, I think we do. No, we don't, Sam. Just be quiet. Precipitation. Just be quiet. Anyway. Uh, just quickly, this wasn't mine, but Shannon just lifted up his arms. He's wearing a jumper, and somehow the sweat patches have still leaked through to his arm. It dents it looks like Niagara <laughs> Falls under there, ladies Brad and gentlemen. Pitt. That looks horrendous. Patches yeah. O'Hula hair. <laughs> Honestly, I could do the breaststroke under so there. It else looks hilarious. Uh, well, it's my time to shine. You've Someone done yours. With two calyx. Well, anyway, let's just get back on it. <laughs> Sam, you don't have hair to talk about, so let's just be quiet. This wasn't a choice, mate. Anyway, yes, it was. That was. You shaved it. Your T bone. Um, Anyway, T-Bone. It goes to a uh, former Storm player who's now moved on to the Sharks, Caleb Milne, um, young Kiwi fella. Um, he was He's in hospital, actually, at the moment because he got attacked by a Pitbull staffy at the place he, at his homestay. Mm. So he walked in the door. The Pitbull staffy jumped up, pretty bad. bit him on the face, and he's... This is not for Caleb, by the way. I'm not T-Boning him. I was going to say, this is brutal. <laughs> I'm T-Boning the Pitbull staffy. Yep. And it's ironic because, obviously, they, they do like T-Bones. So he I don't know whether he's going to like it or hate it, but... For him to jump up and bite Caleb, my friend and my colleague on the face, you're a T-bone, um, and I'm not. I don't like you. So you know what's sad about this, Sam? As although it is funny, <laughs> the popularity of this show bringing that to light. That stuff he may be euthanized. So that's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sad from Cooper. Cooper, and but speaking directly to the staffy, like he's listening right now, and maybe well, tilting his head to the side. Maybe Caleb's got it in the in the house on loudspeaker, so maybe it'll hear and he'll know. He's a bad boy. <laughs> Go to the corner, you bad dog. Uh, boys, it's been another very entertaining episode of the Storm Hour. Thank you very much, Shandor Earl Cooper Johns. And right about our very special guest, Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, Didn't he do a fantastic job? Yeah. 
Another round of applause. Boys, it's a big few weeks coming up. The, the Storm taking on the Cowboys this Friday night in the final home game of the year at Amy Park. Make sure we get along to support the Storm. They've finished minor premiers, so go and show your appreciation. They've got the new beer as well, thanks to Brick Lane Brewing Company. That's exciting. Uh, boys, Sunny Coast Lightning for both of you into the finals as well. And then... In a couple of weeks' time, NRL finals is here, the best time of the year. It's looking like Storm taking on Rabbitohs, and hopefully Storm can get redemption for the grand final loss last week. Thank you very much, boys. You're all superstars. Thanks, Thanks Sam. Sam. You're not. See you next week. <laughs> oh, you're not.